You're listening to the Shared Value Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Shared Value Project and the Shared Value Initiative. It's a place where leaders from around the world talk about the business of solving social issues. Hi, um, this is Helen Steele. Um, I'm coming to you today from Sydney and we've just kind of wrapped up or wrapping up the 2019 Shared Value Summit Asia Pack, and I'm really delighted to have with me today um, Gary Cohen, uh, who's the Executive Vice President of Global Health and President of the BD Foundation of BD, or Becton Dickinson. Welcome, Gary. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, welcome to Sydney. Finally, we've put some lovely weather on for you, and um, and and glad that you that, that you made it in one piece. I know that you had some challenges with your flight, so we're just really thrilled to have you here. And um, I'm not sure about you, but I have just been so in, invigorated. I think from the conversations of the last couple of days that I've heard, and and I was really, um, you know, it was fantastic to hear about the Beckton Beckton Dickinson Beckton Dickinson story yesterday. And Gary, I just wondered if you could perhaps talk a little bit about BD and your shared value journey. Well, first, I would say for those uh, folks listening who've never heard of BD, uh, it's Quite an old company. It's 122 year, years old, founded um, in New York in 1897 by two gentlemen who met each other by coincidence in a train station in Texas and found all sorts of parallels in their life and decided to go into business together. They were both medical product salespeople, which is also remarkable considering the time frame. And I would say they were purpose-driven leaders well before probably anybody thought of that term. And they set out to establish a company that would bring positive value to society in the area of health. And throughout the 20th century, there are all sorts of impressive milestones where the leaders of the company were engaged in addressing major social issues. And I'll point out just a few to illuminate this. So in 1952, they were approached by the Red Cross to develop a sterile disposable medical device, a a needle set for drawing blood or infusing medication. This was to be used uh, in the Korean War to help treat soldiers. There was no such thing as a sterile disposable medical device at that time. They had to develop and invent the underlying technology, and it was in response to a societal need. And then two years later, used that same technology to supply Dr. Jonas Salk with a million disposable still glass injection devices to enable the human clinical trial for the polio vaccine to proceed. That was done on a nonprofit basis, and that's still to date the largest human clinical trial in history. That's part of the background that I think created such a conducive environment for shared value creation in the company. And, um, uh, Gary, so, so when do you think that sort of BD kind of really shifted its focus um, to perhaps considering the opportunities around shared value? And, and I know that you sort of said that um, you've kind of been on this purpose, you're a purpose-led organisation and been on this mission from, from the beginning. But where sort of and when did the sort of shared value kind of thinking enter the company? Sure. Well, I don't think it was actually a shift in focus. I think it was more of an evolution. And we were contacted by the people who were leading the early work on shared value because we were already practitioners. And they knew that we were implementing shared value initiatives well before the term itself existed. So I'll point out another key example. In in the 1980s, there was huge global concern around HIV and AIDS. And at that time, as I think everyone should know if they were around at that time, there was no treatment for HIV and AIDS. Uh, It was a death sentence. 
And there's start to be concern about the potential spread in the healthcare environment from patient to caregiver through occupational injuries. So we undertook that issue very seriously at a time when actually our customers were not expressing particular interest in the issue. If a, if a health worker got injured on the job, they typically back then blame the health worker. But we saw it as a need and an opportunity to help protect health workers and mobilized a massive strategy where we invested over a billion dollars, but we also engaged in extensive collaboration with clinicians, professional societies, researchers, uh, ultimately with policymakers to uh, transition, ultimately in, in business terms, transition the market from conventional needle-based devices to safety engineered devices that would protect health workers. This ended up being very successful in reducing injuries. We have data showing in the first 10 years injuries were reduced by more than half in the United States. It also became the largest single driver of growth in the company, organic growth, over the last 30 years. So it was a uh, one of the actually biggest impact examples of shared value creation across any industry. And that was going back 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I can cite many more examples since that time where we've used similar methodologies that in shared value terms employed a lot of cluster development to accomplish some very ambitious goals. So as an organization, and, and, and I'm thinking, you know, is the culture now of the organization to sort of embrace that entrepreneurship spirit to, to fr- from a business development perspective? I mean, how do you kind of approach that? Well, anyone who works in a large organization knows that um, to, to a- achieve a universal focus on something um, outside of the cut and dry business ob- objectives is challenging. So I would say that there are elements that are commonly understood. One is I think it's known BD is a purpose-driven company, and we see our role in society as to accomplish more than just run a successful business, and we have been running a very successful business for all these years. So that part, I believe, is, is firmly entrenched. And then we engaged in extensive training of our leadership on shared value creation. We uh, ran a course over three years where we reached about 500 of our leaders, existing leaders and future leaders, and that helped inculcate the practices. Although I would say that today what we're doing and our key strategies in the company are more oriented towards shared value creation than at any time in the past and actually exceed even what I might have expected as a leader in this area. But we don't always use the term shared value creation. But all of the company's major strategies are oriented around solving unmet societal needs or in our case health needs. Yeah I mean I think that the language one is an interesting one that we um, are often challenged with, with as well and, and we think that you know shared value it, it serves a purpose and then and then you can evolve that language and it just becomes sort of embedded in, in the organization is that sort of the BD experience? Yeah I would say that the terminology was helpful as we were introducing the concept but we don't have to be uh, beholden to any yeah, particular sure. words what's more important is that the uh, the behaviors and the actions and the strategies and the impact of those strategies mm. are aligned mm. in this matter. So something else that you just mentioned then was, is about leadership. And, and we see, you know, the companies that are succeeding um, in being uh, uh, purpose-led organizations, I mean, it's really being driven from the, the executives, from the C-suite. Um, I, I'd be really interested to sort of understand how um, you know, BD's leadership has really embraced this idea and, and how you've proliferated that through the organization? Well, I would say I would actually uh, characterize this as being an objective and prevalent throughout the organization, not just at a leadership level. Mm. And you need to have leadership support Mm. to enable things to happen that might not otherwise happen. And certainly our CEO and chairman has been very supportive of the concept, and he's actually gotten very involved 
in external forums where BD's leadership in this area has been very well recognized. Mm -hmm. And I would say at the leadership level broadly in the company, there's nothing we do that's inconsistent with it. Yet we are a large commercial enterprise that's still, you know, day-to-day focused on driving the success of the company through innovation, through global reach. And within that, we have well-articulated strategies that are associated with addressing unmet social needs. Mm. And also, we approach this even, I would say, broader than shared value creation as social innovation Mm. and linking different practices, which include business models, but also include philanthropy and CSR and sustainability and how we engage in public affairs and support guidelines and laws and regulations that also contribute to society. All this is part of an integrated approach for broad-based social impact. Yeah, I think uh, many of the companies or or people that would be listening to us would would agree with that, you know, that shared value is part of the toolkit that that a business uses with all of those other things, including CSR and philanthropy, to sort of deliver on that that, that social um, purpose. That's right. And Michael Porter will say it's the one that could really go to scale. And, And, you know, we agree with that, that if you can employ a business model to solve social problems, literally the, the, the scale could be taken to whatever the opportunity is for that business model. And so it, it does have a uniquely important purpose in that respect. Absolutely. And um, I, I was also interested, when you um, presented at the plenary yesterday, you actually talked about the, 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 the skills or attributes that you know, leaders of today really need to, to take their companies forward and to be sustainable. Can you sort of talk a little bit sure. about that? I, I would say that the... If there's no such thing as a typical shared value driver, and there probably isn't, there are some common characteristics that I think are somewhat atypical in a large organization. I would say people who are very effective at this work tend to be externally oriented more so than the average person in a large organization. So, you know, big companies have enough of their own ecosystem that you can operate within that ecosystem and not have to think as much about external engagement. Mm-hmm. But people who drive shared value creation, by definition, are working extensively with others, including people in other sectors, and they're comfortable doing so. They're actually driven to doing so. And that motivation uh, that they have is for social impact as well as having a successful career. Whereas, let's say, the average person, if I can say that, might be more oriented towards strictly their career success. And so I think people who pursue this are pursuing purpose or, or life's work as well as work life, which is the way we like to say it. And there are some different characteristics and those have to be nurtured. And and I would say or argue that, that you are certainly somebody who exemplifies um, that type of leadership. And and I, on that note, um, I'd really like to um, thank you for your time. And we're so thrilled that you were able to make the journey to Australia to join us for the summit. It's been such a terrific couple of days of really exciting conversations. I'm certainly feeling very invigorated and, and excited about the opportunity of moving things forward. So thank you very much. That's a pleasure. And I really enjoyed being here, being part of it. And it's well worth the long trip. Thank you.